0: Hey guys, welcome back. It's Chris Bercher. This is Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, Episode 98, Normal Curves. And you know, I can't, I'm not going to put any graphics in because, yeah, the normal curve, right? The bell curve, we've all seen them. Looks like a bell. On the x-axis, you have some sort of variable that's dependent on some variable that's on the y-axis. Let's say something like, the x-axis is shoe size. And it goes up from whatever. Whatever to whatever. Uh, increasing up the x-axis. On the y-axis along the bottom, you got height increasingly going. And then what you'll get is well, I guess we're starting over here. Here's the corner. You're gonna have a lot of really short people with really small feet. Uh, not a lot, very, very few. Very very few people are three foot six. And they probably also have a very small foot, so instead of they're not going to be up here. They're not going to be very many points of a large foot and a very short person. And as you get sort of more toward the middle, more toward the sort of average shoe sizes and average heights, maybe you're up to like maybe right in the middle is like your five six, and your shoe size is like seven and a half. And then as your foot gets bigger and you get a little taller, there's fewer fewer tall people. So most people are around five six. There's going to be fewer tall people and fewer foot sizes. Uh, They're they're all going to have. You're not going to have a seven foot person who's going to be out here with a really small foot. You know they're going to be like here, not here. Anyway, that's maybe that's a bad example, and it would be much better to see see with graphics. But you can find a normal normal curve just about everywhere. Um, It would be something like uh, you know uh, earned run average for baseball players. You know you're going to have. A lot of people kind of batting whatever, you know, three, uh, 200, you know, every two at bats, they get a, they, every 10 at bats, they get two base hits. That's going to be kind of like the average, right? The number that when you, when you take everybody that's ever done it and you take their ERAs and you add them all together and you divide it by the number of uh, iterations or people, that's the average number. Not to be confused with the median and the mode, which are numbers that median is the number that happens in the middle and that's going to be drastically skewed by whatever the minimum is. You got one guy, they're batting a 1,000. They literally hit every single time. And then you got another guy who struck out every time he's ever been at bat his whole career. They're going to throw that, you know, define the middle. And so the middle should usually be about 50%, but it isn't always. In fact, it usually isn't because those two numbers um, are not always the maximum and the minimum. Median, sort of the central value. Uh, again, the average height of. People in the world might be 5'7", but if you take a group of people from your office, that median number that's in the middle is just going to be right smack dab in between the tallest and the smallest person. It sort of defines the range of sizes. You could have an office of 100 people and everybody is between 5'6 and 5'8. In that case, the median and the average would both be 5'7". Take my word for it. If you add them all up and divide them by however many, it's going to be five seven, and it's also right in the middle of five six and five eight. Now the mode is an interesting one because that's the most common occurrence. And why is this important? Why does this matter? Because it's all part of the normal curve. These those three numbers are different. And a lot of times when people say average, they mean the mode or the median. In fact, I just read an article, confusingly enough, on medium the website that talked about the average as being the value that occurs most frequently. Not true. Maybe you can remember which one of those things mode that actually is. Maybe it doesn't matter, (laughs) but the normal curve is a really good at sort of giving us that. And I've said before, and if you don't hear anything else that I say in this whole episode, average is a very misleading number without a measure of central tendency. And the mode and the median help with this because average doesn't really tell you what you think it tells you. It doesn't tell you anything about the tallest or the shortest person. It doesn't tell you anything about how many people are out there. It doesn't tell you anything about the shape of that normal curve. Whether there's a high, this tail is a higher than this one, or if it's farther out than this one, or if it's like really long and flat in the middle, it doesn't tell you any of those things. So an average has no meaning without measures of central tendency. Numbers like variance, variation, confidence intervals, uh, and why this is important. Okay, so let's say you had a test score of 50, and you're like, dang, the students did not do very good at that test. Let's say it's out of 100, 100 points. We can say percentages if we want, but let's just use points for now. The average of this test was 50. There were 10 students in the class. Uh, according to a normal curve, you're going to have a couple people that got kind of high and a couple people that got kind of low, but most of the people in the class are going to get around a 50, and the mode's going to be close to 50, and the median's going to be close to 50. However, five students could have got a zero, they didn't even show up. Let's take this test. Maybe they dropped the class. Maybe they left the country, and five of the students got a hundred. You know what the average of that test score is? Fifty. This is the problem with oversimplifying terms, and are well, really semantics. If you don't really know what you're talking about, don't use the word average. And 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 I'm not blaming anybody because heck, I do it all the time. The problem is, it's just so easy to do. It's so easy to accidentally use a term and think it means something else and it's so easy to hear a term and think it means something else and it's not exactly what the person meant it to mean and so that's why normal what normal makes a normal curve so cool is they they call them normal because that distribution is actually barely common if you go out and measure like I, I don't even know golf scores or speeds people drive or money people make or number of bites of food, times you chew your food, all the curves are going to kind of look the same. They're going to look like a freaking bell, right? They're not actually going to be super flat or super skinny. Um, they tend to look, they have a fairly consistent distribution. Whoa, what, what does this mean? You know, like, um, let's say it's like, uh, you know, decibels measured at a hockey game. Right? It's going to follow this kind of pattern. And so there's a whole lot we can use. It's almost like if you take an average of all the bell curves and have a pretty narrow confidence interval, generally speaking, they're also going to fit in a normal curve where most of them are going to kind of look the same. And and that's the point. If you think of the area underneath that curve as being like a person right, or a, a measurement most of it's going to fall in the middle. And as you get toward the extreme values of the independent variable or the x axis, like height or uh, number of people attending the game or at bats, you know, the more you get toward the extreme ends of those things, the ends of the range, also an important number to know, uh, there's fewer and fewer of them. So you can, we can generalize and god forbid i say stereotype because of this now we have to be careful there's an assumption to be made here and that is that well not everything adheres to a normal curve and yeah and you're damn right it it's true in fact and I, this is one of those things i love and detest about the world is you can find exceptions to every rule right it's not hard to find exceptions. It's not hard, not hard to go, yeah, well, you know what? My cousin was 4'2", and he wore a 13 shoe, so, huh? huh? Yeah, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. How many times has that happened to you? How many times have you been sort of generalizing to make a point? Maybe this is just me. Saying, uh, man, everybody that goes to Pals, everybody that goes to Pals gets a Razzie Sprite. I cannot believe. And you'd be like, I don't ever, I have never even had one. I get tea. Like that single measure of however many hundred measures are under that bell curve is somehow supposed to mean something. The whole point of a normal curve and a bell curve is that one point doesn't matter. We're talking about generalizations because generalizations help us move forward. Like the last episode, if we're going to define a new world view, you can't keep coming up with all these single value, rare exceptions to the rules and use them disproportionately to represent. That's why we have a representative government, supposedly, right? Because you can't consider every single vote. Although maybe we should because they'd probably follow a normal distribution. (laughs) I mean, if we believe anything about the nature of things, they probably would. I think about this sometimes with like Sexual preference versus perversion, right? Not a lot of people like I don't know, dressing up like like uh, puppets or whatever people do and they're having sex like that, right? That's probably going to fall in one of the tails of sexual preferences, probably not a commonly occurring fetish, right? So if you were to make some rules, and I'm not talking about laws, and I'm not talking about judgment or any of that stuff, and just sort of say, well, on average, most people like the missionary position, and they like, um, you know, whatever. You're going to come in and go, oh, yeah, well, and then try to, like, implement this as, like, some, as if it were the average, as if it were a mode, as if it were a median, as if it had more representation in the world than it does. It doesn't, and you can't do that. That's inaccurate and, and and more than all that, I don't care. It's not helpful, right? It's not helpful that a handful of people want to create rules or societal norms to govern their rare behavior. Now, should it be permissible or like socially acceptable underneath that bell curve? Absolutely. Should things that fall outside the bell curve be considered vulgar or perverse or bad? No. Not at all. I'm just saying, in any kind of representative government, in any situation where you have too many people to manage, like more than 10, (laughs) you have to start making some generalizations that benefit the greatest number of people with the least amount of conflict and the least amount of effort and the least amount of resources used. That should be one of the fundamental tenets of this worldview, that we want to do this the benefit, the largest number of people, to alienate the fewest people, or zero if possible, to use the least amount of non-renewable resources, um, and and on down the line, right? That the, the normal curve can help us greatly with that, and 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 not even so our awareness of this phenomenon where it's kind of a natural condition for things to fall into here, and the and the variation that can occur is that again. Normal curves can be pretty narrow, which means nearly everybody kind of likes the same thing or does the same thing or really wide, which means, okay, we got, we got a lot more spread here. But generally when this happens, if they're narrow, they're tall, right? Or maybe that, maybe that doesn't, maybe it just looks that way because the tallness factor is just some value of whatever the variable is on the x-axis. Maybe it's, yeah, if, it's, if number of people is on the x-axis, it's going to be tall and skinny or short and fat. Either way. We've eliminated a lot of variation. Once we can identify healthy relationships between variables, and okay, this is, this is sort of the going into it, not everything is going to follow a normal curve. If things don't follow a normal curve, you probably have a funky relationship going on between the two variables. And sometimes there's better variables to measure. And remember, the vertical or the x-axis is the variable that depends on the y-axis or the horizontal. And so this is the one we can't change. So if we're like interested in uh, where a person falls on a human value system of individualism to communalism, sort of like the last episode, um, that's what matters. And what we're looking for is a variable that correlates highly with that. Or is even predictive or even has like a regression relationship with it whether there's an inverse or um, positive relationship between those two variables? We can do that by testing the data. So all these things are – I don't want to get into statistics because, truthfully, I made a lot of wrong assumptions and stats because not a lot of the data that I measured were normally distributed, right? Um, in the world, some 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 things aren't. But generally, what that means is you're just measuring the wrong things. You can find, you can build better relationships to look at this stuff. Um, but but the but the point is that the world is less infinite and less variable than we think. There's always going to be exceptions to the rules, and those are can be touchy to deal with because you don't want to offend people. You don't want to alienate people. But at the same time, you don't want to spend a disproportionate amount of finite communal resources on these fairly rare positions. What you want to do is create norms, rules, laws, and regulations that are inclusive but not cost prohibitive. It can be done. We know all of this stuff. Right? We could actually go out and find twelve experts that represent these broad fields and put them in a room and be like, solve this problem. And they'd be they they would. Right? And and yet what do we do? We say we we can't do that. We we say the world is infinite, it's too complicated, there's too many variables, there's too many people, there's not enough money. Well, I mean that's sort of like saying, Well, my ship blew up and now I'm swimming. In the water, and uh and I can't swim forever, and I'm going to drown. Now, right over there is a life raft, but yeah, I have to swim to it. And I'm am here. Mm. Oh well. And then if I get in it, I see some people over there, and then I just have to watch them drown. I couldn't really paddle over there and pick them up. Maybe that's a terrible. Um, analogy. I'm just tired of. I'm tired of the can'ts. I'm tired of us focusing on a weirdly. You know, one of my, my, my biggest pet peeves lately is um, I, I'm, on, I'm on social media and I'm trying to figure it out. And, and it's, a, it's like pulling teeth for me because I just don't get it. And on LinkedIn, what I see on every other post is something about leadership. And it isn't what, what I would, you know, I hear leadership and I'm like, yeah, why, don't, why do leaders suck? Why Why are leaders just like followers? There's no difference. What are leaders doing? What do you even mean when you say leader? Because it doesn't make any sense to me. What you're talking about is a boss. You're talking about someone who arbitrarily ended up in some hierarchical, hierarchical position that is higher than someone else. Therefore, they're supposed to make decisions that matter to the rest of the group. But I don't see them actually doing anything, much less anything that I would call leading. So why do you keep talking about it? It's not... It, you're not talking about what you think you're talking about, if you ask me, from a total outsider position with no dog in this fight. Um, and so things like leadership, things like these hierarchies, things like who makes the decisions and who's getting things done and or why not, and who allocates the resources and where do they come from, I just think that whole system is crap. Whatever we've been doing... And and however we've been allowed or however we allow ourselves to modify the pre-existing systems, I'm telling you, they are such that they gaslight the user. We don't really know what's going on, but we think we do. And the tolerances and the, the range of possibilities that are possible to, to change within those constructs are artificial. <laughs> they make you think you're doing something, but you're not. I mean, we're just like... You know, we're, we're, we're turning little knobs when, when all these things are going on out here. We're, we're, we can't see the forest for the trees. And leadership is a great example of that. When you're sort of like, you know, leadership is like the bark polisher, right? I'm a leader because I polish the bark. And so then we look at the tree and we go, yeah, the tree looks pretty good. But we don't see the forest burning behind us because our leaders are making us look at the polished bark. <laughs> Maybe that's a good analogy. I don't know. The other element I want to mention about n- normal curves is, is not only, so one, one of the big things, that under, if we understand normal curves and we make some assumptions that most of the issues that we're talking about can be placed into some context of a normal curve, which severely reduces the amount of space in the world that we need to pay attention to and gives us a lot of information that we can infer about what's going on based on our knowledge of statistics and what a normal curve means, if we trust the assumptions that the data are normally distributed. They create this like wonderful middle ground where maybe seventy to eighty percent maybe more of um, concerned people reside, and where eighty percent say of people's needs will get met by doing one thing well that's huge, so let's do that. <laughs> Now, secondarily, once we've got that covered, we can sort of focus on, well, what, what can we do for these 30% people without, again, overspending on the amount of time and effort. Um, and maybe we go to those people and go, okay, what can we do for you? Here's the, here's the rule we need to make. We know it doesn't apply to you, but applies to so many other people. So for the good of the people, because we have a worldview that says what it says. See the last episode? I can't remember right now. Um, you know. Don't burn a lot of resources please the most people you can, don't alienate people um, what can we do what can what would what would you have us do kind of thing I, I just think it I don't understand why we don't do things this way. So if you did not know about normal curves, I hope maybe this helps or at least. Stimulates a little enthusiasm in you to go Google a normal curve and think about it a little bit on your own and how this might apply to things in in your life and decisions that you make or um, whether or not you're feeling upset about this or that. This has been Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, Episode 98, Normal Curves. I'm Chris Bercher. I'll see you next week. Take it easy.